1: in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Time for the Blitz. We'll cover the Wizards and the Commanders, and we start off right now on the ice. Bailey Johnson covers the Caps for the Washington Post. Uh, Bailey, last night was bad. Yikes. Two goals allowed, first three shots. They chased the game all night. They gave up a five-spot. And they did score a couple late goals, but I mean, for most of the last two games, they haven't been able to really mount any offense. What gives?
0: Yeah, you're right. Last night was tough. St. Louis was tough. They are not shied away from the fact that this is a very, very critical stretch heading into the All-Star break for their hopes of making the playoffs this season. And two games into a tough four-game road trip, it's not looking good. Um, I did think the offense started to string some more stuff together last night and they did in St. Louis where, I mean, honestly, for much of the night in St. Louis, they couldn't even complete a pass. So steps were taken last night in Minnesota, though, as Nick Jensen pointed out, they did a lot of their offense once Minnesota had taken their foot off the gas and wasn't really trying that hard anymore. Um, And now they're here in Denver for maybe the toughest back-to-back I could imagine. It's a solid two-hour flight. You have the altitude. The Avalanche have been sitting here for three days waiting. It's a very, very tough test for the Caps tonight.
3: (laughs) So, Bailey, I know this isn't the same team, but bear with me. I've seen a group that was pedestrian, just okay, you know, through 35, 40 games or whatever. uh, All of a sudden, catch fire, everything goes right, they win the Stanley Cup in 2018. I don't see that with this group. I think they're probably where they should be, to be honest with you. The 10th or 11th best team in a pretty crowded Eastern Conference. I, I don't know that I've got a ton of confidence that there's this magical turnaround coming, save for some performances that we just simply haven't seen through 45 games. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, it's been kind of a thing all year where you think, okay, if Ovi gets going, if the power play gets going, if the offense really starts to come together, like, I mean, they've been a good defensive team for most of the year, a couple ugly games aside, and they've gotten great goaltending from Charlie Lindgren, Darcy Kemper, as we've talked about, has had an up and down year. But there are a lot of things for most of the season where you thought, okay, you know, they're probably not going to be a great team, but they are a team that could put some things together and maybe surprise people. But the problem is when you get into game 45, 46 at this part of the season and they're still not separating themselves, you can look at it all you want and say maybe if those guys get going, but if they haven't gotten going at this point, they're probably not going to.
2: We started the show talking about Alex Ovechkin, who's still in his single-digit goal count midway through the season. Give me a reason why there's an uptick coming for Ovi, and then if that doesn't happen, what that means for him chasing down Gretzky.
0: I'll start with the second part. If it doesn't happen... um it, I don't think it means great things for him chasing down Gretzky. I think we all kind of looked at this as the year where he got give or take half of the goals that he needed to get there, and then next year, knowing that he's within a reasonable striking distance, he does what he doesn't catch his fire and I think mean, I think most people if you had to guess, you would say it's probably next season and now it really doesn't look like that's going to happen. He is shooting a career low percentage. I don't have it in front of me. It's been hovering around four five six percent this year, which is well below his historical average and even if you assume that it has dropped off a little bit as he's aged, he's still way beyond what you would expect. So there is, you know, statistically a good chance that it starts to tick up for him and some shots that go in that haven't. But at the same time, and we've all seen the way that he's dropped off this year and I don't know that just the shooting percentage is like the only reason
3: why he's not scoring more goals. Yeah, 5.4% for the season. By comparison, Dylan Strom at 17.6%, just to give you a contrast there. <laughs> Bailey, now this is all relative, right? Because it's hockey, it's hard to score. But there's nothing easy for Ovechkin anymore, all of a sudden, it seems like, because nobody else is scoring. Power play has struggled all year. They're last in the NHL in goals. The empty net goals aren't really happening because they don't really have, you know, late leads all that often it seems like so it's all kind of compounding and it's crashing down into this vice grip it seems like and there's a wall in front of the goal for him again i think this is just as much as much about his teammates and about the fact that they can't score as a team uh that's really hampering ovechkin again your thoughts there
0: no yeah i don't disagree with you at all and i think as the power play started to find a little bit of traction over the last week or so with Strom, Pacioretty, and Oshie having a lot of chemistry and doing some good things there, the thought was, well, maybe that'll open up a little bit more space for Ovi because if that power play unit gets going, then that could give him a little bit more space um, in that circle to get some more shots off. But that has kind of tailed off again because, as we've seen with this team throughout the year, like even when they start to click, it doesn't last very long. Um, so it definitely you're not wrong at all that the fact that his teammates can't score is making it harder on him as well.
2: All right, tonight, another game. The quick turnaround here, back-to-back. puck drop in Colorado against the Avalanche. What do we need to know? They're really good.
0: They're really, really good. They got off to a little bit of a slow start this year, but kind of grading on a curve just because the expectations were so high for them. Probably made it look more like a slow start than it really was. Um, They've been rested since Saturday, which is a tough test, uh, especially coming in on a back-to-back. Nathan McKinnon is on fire right now. Their goaltending is pretty good. They're getting a couple players back tonight from injury. Um, very very good team will be a real challenge one interesting thing i did want to mention is that it's the first time two people who coached the south carolina stingrays will coach against each other at the nhl level jared bednar brought spencer carberry into south carolina right at the end of his playing career they both coached that team and now they're going to meet in the nhl tonight for the first time
3: that is a good nugget bailey johnson uh what about the i don't think we've talked to you about this the contract extension for alexei protas what does that mean for him and the organization
0: yeah, I kind of – I don't want to say it came out of nowhere because obviously he's a researcher free agent that has had a really good year and has taken a big step, so you expect it to come at some point. I don't think anybody thought on a Friday night in the middle of January they were going to give him a five-year extension, first of all, just for him and the journey he's had. It's really incredible, and he's so excited about it, so happy to be a cap for the next five years. Um, he's a really interesting player. He's taken a huge, huge step this year as far as his ability to contribute offensively, use his size and reach to do some things. He's not – Ever, I don't think, going to be like the physical player that you might think of when you look at a guy who's six foot seven. But he's really used to stick well defensively. He's had a lot of chemistry with Connor McMichael and Anthony Mantha, and for a lot of this year, was one of their better players. That whole line has kind of tailed off lately. Spencer Carberry talked recently about it getting harder for all of them. Like Connor McMichael's line is not sneaking up on teams anymore because now they know how good that line has been for much of this year. But Protos is still a really young player with a high ceiling as far as areas that his game can develop and. It's a really, I think it's a good signing uh, down the stretch.
2: Bailey, thank you. Thank you. Be well. Enjoy the game tonight.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.